CSS Changemakers podcast. I'm Becca Duncan. I'm a changemaker and I'm joined by my colleague Tom Silver and our newest changemaker, Georgie Wickman. So last year, the average UK company spent over £1,000 on training new employees. And research that was undertaken recently has also found that companies that offer structured training programmes have over 200% higher income per employees than companies without formal training programmes. But is training really worth it? I'm going to be asking the experts if investing training is really worth the money or if we're just putting money into an unrecoverable pit. So on average... Tom and Georgie, how long do you think it takes for a new employee to get up to speed with the company and reach their optimum efficiency? Is it A, 16 weeks, B, 22 weeks, or C, 28 weeks? So is this peak? Peak Peak efficiency, optimum efficiency. efficiency. So you know what's, what's going down. You kind of get it. You know what's going on. You know where the bathrooms are. Always useful. Yep. You're with it. Okay. So what's that? I, I work in months. So that's four months, five and a half, Doing some maths or here now, seven. Guys. I'd, I'd say seven. I think it takes a long time to really get up to, to speed, to really understand what you're doing. Work in a way where you can go out, do it on your own, build those networks as well in a new organization when you mm. join a new company. You've got to build those networks as well, right? You've, you've got to know who to go to for things, collaborate. I think it's probably 28 weeks too. But kind of agreeing with Tom, I think it's you have training, the induction period, and then you get thrown into the work environment. And I guess it depends on also what profession you're in. But it does take time to kind of settle, understand who's who, kind of really get into it. So I'm going to go for 28 weeks too. And you are... Right. Ooh. 28 weeks. 28 weeks on average. But it's it's interesting. One in three people leave in the first year. In the mm. first year. And we're saying that it takes seven months to yeah. get up to speed. So maybe there's a perception on ourselves that we think we need to be up to speed really, really quickly. We need to have figured it out really, really quickly. And actually, we need to give ourselves a bit of a break have a bit more understanding that actually it does take quite a bit of time to to start feeling like you're able to perform where you need to. Tom, you've been a teacher. I have. Does this concur with what you have found bringing students up to speed in a new school year? Do we bring that into our adult lives? Does that feel just about right with how long it really does take people to get comfortable and, and maybe they're not hitting that sweet spot? I think I could answer that in a number of ways. When students are learning in a, a school environment, they're, they're kind of used to it. They get into this pattern of repeating repeating every year where the difference is is when they have a new teacher and especially if in a particular subject they're Mm. having lots and lots of new teachers and going through that change quite frequently then I believe it does take quite a long time to build those proper relationships so I was a teacher for three years in the first year um, students obviously did learn but their learning rates were much faster in the second and third years because they already knew me I was established they saw me as someone that wasn't just going to go and leave them but I also think looking at that style that one year just depends on who you are too and everyone has kind of a different way of working a different way of settling you might go to a company and realize actually this is just not for me so I think thinking about that stat there are some broader issues too that need to be taken account of I think a lot of things come into play I've seen things work where you have a really intense training program and then you're thrown into it and you're more likely to get it because you've had that basis that foundation before you're kind of thrown in and then there's also places where you're just first day you're given a desk given your pen pot your cactus and then saying (laughs) okay go and do it and you have no idea what you're doing and I think that really impacts you because it can also impact relationships things like training can also introduce you to people build that network that you spoke about I think there's a lot of things to take 
into factor when thinking about that stat. Yeah, and I think there's a point that I would add from my teaching experience. Learning and development and getting better at things is a, is a spiral. You know, we had to introduce a concept to the students and then you'd go back to it, is it every week, every month, every term? You'd consistently keep going back to it. And I think that's what happens when you're learning and developing in the workplace. It's not this kind of, I disagree that um, I don't actually think that that formal training is as effective as as people think it is. You know that it's great to have those four weeks at the beginning when you join a company, or it might just be a week induction. Get get to know the basics, but your real learning happens when you're making those connections, where you're going back to those concepts, where you see them applied. And I think those those seven months or however long it takes, it needs that continuous input that pulling someone out into a classroom environment is just it's not possible. Just to kind of go back to Tom's point, I think that's why it's called learning and development, as in you need that <laughs> wow, upfront learning. That sounded harsh. <laughs> <laughs> you need that upfront learning first, and then you have that development after if you just had development thrown into the place the workplace the environment it it doesn't have that long-term sustainable effect (laughs) i feel told so we know it takes a while for people to get up to speed formal learning training programs sometimes help sometimes it's more of the soft skills the -the on-the-job training but there's been growing investment over the past few decades in different types of learning particularly in digital learning and online videos so my next question for you both is according to youtube the average length of videos on their platform is four minutes and 20 seconds. But what's the average length of time that people watching instructor videos spend actually watching? Is it A, 2.5 minutes, B, 2.7 minutes, or C, 2.9 minutes? Well, those are very close together. I like oh, this question. It's a tricky the first one. one. The first one was too easy for you both. So just help me understand this. Again, what we're saying is that the average instructional video on YouTube is four minutes, but out of those four minutes, people actually only spend about two minutes. Yeah. So is it 2.5, 2.7 or 2.9? Oh, I want to go in between like the 2.5 and 2.7 mark because I realise like this generation, our attention span is terrible. Going into the cinema and seeing people on their phones is is real now. So I'm going to go for 2.7. I'll take a different view. I, I'll go for the longer one, 2.9, because I don't think that, you know, picking up on your point, Georgie, that kind of a attention span thing, I don't think that's a us generation or a you generation if I'm in the same one I'm not sure Um, my husband tells me I'm in a different generation to him and he's only four years younger than me but I I think we should give ourselves more credit when people want to learn and want to concentrate they can it's all about the content so if you make that content really inspiring if you make it something that people actually want to watch and find useful they will pay attention so I'm going to go 2.9 was that what that, the that, that was an option and that is the right answer yes. uh, well done Tom 2.1 although Georgie I will throw in that in 2019 the average human attention span decreased by a few seconds there we go to <laughs> 8 seconds well, What's wrong? Like, what's happening to us? What was it before? Uh, I think it was 12 seconds. Oh, like yeah. Okay. Uh, but it's it's eight, just over eight seconds now. So our attention span isn't long, but we are spending multiple of those eight seconds watching 2.9 minutes worth of instructional videos. I mean, I'm happy at the same time as I'm, I'm sad that I didn't get the answer right. But I'm also happy <laughs> that we are OK at concentrating for like 0.2 more seconds. Happy for the human race. Yeah. You've worked with plenty of clients on major programmes helping their employees adapt to new processes, helping them get up to speed with new softwares. So in your experience, do you think 
it's worth spending the money on the technology to train these people up and do it that way. So I know that we are moving to that approach, but I do think kind of the face-to-face training works really well and kind of technology training, so whether that's e-learns or videos, is a kind of nice supplement on top of that. But I'm very pro the the face-to-face approach. In my experience, I think what works well with training is that face-to-face session, you're then given like a toolkit of materials and videos that you can look out afterwards and then you have the development the experience of trying out on the field so I think it's kind of that flow which works really nicely and let me ask you do you think that applies to employees who are being trained at all levels of the organization I have found a stat here that said nearly two-thirds of senior executives would much rather watch a video than attend something in person which I suppose if we look at their if we look into their outlook calendars and we think back to those average four minute video lengths might save a lot of time. Do you think that that's the right thing to do at all levels of the organisation? Personally, yes, because I think leadership should lead by example. And I think that's when you have the greatest engagement with your workforce is if you have leaders kind of demonstrating what they're preaching. And some of the best training programmes that I've done is actually when we have leadership attend it with all levels of employees. And they're saying that this is a good investment. This is something that leadership are really bought into. That's when I've seen training at its most effective. I've actually disagreed agree because as I've grown in my expertise those short sharp videos or online articles really helped me when I've needed it to introduce new concepts. What's more I think we really need those personal connections between the employee and their manager or their leader to help them really develop and that might be introducing some technology to support them on the way but it's those really in-depth conversations that help understand where is this person at and what do they need to develop next and how are we going to support them. I think that's what makes the difference. And that might be what makes EdTech or educational technology worth over $100 billion globally. It's all that investment going into these videos, which, you know, Georgie's point about having it support part of wider, more formal training programs, or even for Tom's point, actually, for some people, it's better that they ask those in-depth questions to their managers and then they get what they need out of those videos. Final question, guys. Are we ready for this? Are you ready? So excited. (laughs) On the edge of my seat. Training staff isn't just about the content that you give them or how much you spend. It also takes time away from their jobs. So on average, in 2017 to 2018, how many hours did employees each spend learning within the year? Is it A, 40 to 45 hours, B, 45 to 50 hours, or C, 50 to 55 hours? And is this formal training that they went on a course or is it, you know, the time that they spent outside of work reading articles or? It is any recorded training that they did. So we're not thinking on the job training. I think now time is always one of those things that people talk about, like time is precious, we don't have enough of it. So I'm actually really happy that those are the numbers. I think I'm going to go for the middle of 45 to 50. Okay. Tom? I think less. I've seen in different clients that I've worked in different industries, um, there's there's a real difference here um, between the private and the public sector. So I mm. see public sector, they're investing more in sending their staff on courses. They seem to have a little bit, not necessarily more time, but they that's the way that they re- help to retain their staff as well. They, maybe they can't provide those market-leading salaries, but they can send you on some training courses. But I would actually say it's it's less because there are a lot of pressures in the workplace today. So I would, say, I would go with A. 40 to 45 hours. Georgie. Ooh. 46.7 hours yes. is the average amount of time spent. 
This is good. This so is good. We, that's a draw then, two each. I know. That was pretty good. Round of applause. Round of applause. <laughs> so my final question to you, how much time should employees spend training or indeed is it constant? And should that include going over lunch and learns before and after work? Should it training be outside of working hours or within? So I'm definitely against sending people on courses and making them come to things outside of working hours. I think any formal training or that kind of learning opportunities needs to be part and parcel. It needs to be recognised and valued. 46.7 hours a year needs to be taken out to do that. I think that's really important. But I do think it needs to be continuous. The way that I've learnt best is by, through that continuous learning, those short, sharp interventions. And also I think it needs to be just in time. It needs to be, as you've approached a scenario, you get that input. In teaching we had this thing called cognitive conflict which is where you believe one thing you then come across a situation or something that challenges that viewpoint and then you're prepared to kind of reframe your mind to learn something different I think you need that cognitive conflict in your job to work out right okay what I currently believe isn't working for me I need to go and learn something else to help me succeed even better so I'm actually for the formal training and some of the best training courses I've been on personally have been ones that are outside work hours So I've been ones that are kind of extended weekends. And I think why they are beneficial is, yes, you do learn a lot and you're exposed to a lot. But also it's the fact that you build a network and a community. And that's the other side of training, which I think is is amazing, is that you're interacting with other people. You're not by your desk, by a computer with your headphones on looking at some e-learning tutorials. So I think you get a lot from hearing other people's opinions, talking to them, having those conversations, and that builds your learning too. So I do think we should invest more in kind of formal training programs too, because you get to talk to other people and that's actually how you learn a lot more. Thank you to Tom and Georgie for joining me today to talk about training. In our next episode, we're going to be talking about culture fit. Subscribe to us on Apple, Spotify, Buzzsprout or wherever you get your podcasts from by simply searching for BGSS. 